welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray, and today we're going to be talking about mediumship, psychic stuff, talking to spirits on the other side, and I'm going to be interviewing Bernard Isley, who's known as the London Medium. Finding Your Sexiness. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray. Sexiness is living your life to the fullest. We interview leaders to find out what is their secret to success. What is that special ingredient that makes you stand out? Sexy and I know it. Welcome. So thank you for all the input that I've been getting and uh, love to hear from you. I'm very excited today. Got a great subject. We're going to be talking about mediumship, psychic abilities, psychic readings, connecting to the other side, talking to spirits. So this is kind of my thing, you know, as you know, I've done some mediumship myself and uh, actually done some workshops on intuition. And today I'm going to be interviewing a psychic medium from London. In fact, he's known as the London Medium. His name is Bernard Isley. And he does um, kind of stand-up shows similar to like um, John Edward, you know, going around the room and picking people out as well as doing uh, one-on-one readings. But I met him at the Conscious Life Expo and he was doing um, kind of a stand-up, going around the room and bringing through loved ones. Um, I I love to, to go to these events. And even though I do psychic work myself, it's I, I love to get readings and to go, you know, see people um, and see see what they have to say. It is difficult to read yourself. And so it's always interesting to see what people bring through when it can be really surprising. And when it is surprising, you know, that that's good because when it's not the obvious, then you know that it's uh, it, it's coming from the other side. So. I have a question from one of our listeners and Janice says, how does, how do psychic readings work and what's the difference between a psychic and a medium? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because to me, there is a big difference and you hear words, these words, you know, like a reading, a psychic reading, uh, or people are mediums and a lot of people think it's the same thing to me. A medium is somebody that can connect with a loved one on the other side. So you can go see somebody and sometimes they'll call it a sitting um, where they actually connect with spirit. So if you've lost somebody, you can go see a medium and they can bring through a loved one and talk directly with that loved one on the other side. Now, in my experience, it's not like you could go and expect to talk to somebody. Perhaps they'll come through, but it's not a guarantee. I mean, for me, it seems like it's a one-way street. In other words, the client comes and says, okay, I'm open for a reading. And then the spirits, the connections, the loved ones that want to come through from the other side, that's up to whoever wants to come through. So... I've heard some of these mediums will say, oh, I can bring through your sister. I can bring through your mother. Well, I don't think it works that way. I don't think they can guarantee it. I mean, 
hopefully that person that they're hoping to hear from will come through for them. But it, it's not always, and people might come through that they didn't expect to come through or were not, uh, maybe were not their first choice. So to me, it is a one-way street. The person says, okay, I'm open to whoever wants to connect. And then the spirits come through and give messages through a medium. So a medium to me is a person that can connect you or can talk with the spirit on the other side. And in my experience, the medium is actually talking directly with that loved one that has passed over. So psychic reading is a little bit different. To me, you've got to get your energy to a certain level and mediumship is really the highest level where you're connecting with somebody's loved ones and actually bringing through messages. That takes a tremendous amount of, well, I would say concentration, but it's not really concentration. It's actually the opposite of concentration. It's it's kind of getting out of yourself and allowing these messages to come through. And they're not usually a significant message. In other words, they're not things, it's not usually, oh, this is where the insurance papers are or um, I want you to do this, this, and this. Usually it's just a message um, to identify themselves so that the person really knows that that's their loved one on the other side, to, to bring through some kind of a message of a connection, something they did, what they look like, something that they know it's that person. And then usually the actual message is just like, you know, I'm okay, there is another world, I am here, I love you. And that's really just you know, about it. They don't come through to give you career advice or to give you a lot of information. It's more just to kind of feel that connection. And so to me, a medium is somebody that can connect you with people on the other side, loved ones on the other side, which can be tremendously healing just to know. Well, it it assures you that there is another side, that when we die, we don't die, that we do go on. And that the people that we love that are in spirit, that they are there and they are around us. And they're not around us all the time. So it's not like they're um, watching over us or spying on us. But when we think of that person, they will come around. So I really believe that when a person passes away, they go to another dimension, they go to the other side. But they are around, their energy is around and we still can connect. So a medium is a person that can connect you to that energy and bring that through. It is, I think, it's a pretty rare gift. And nobody's nobody's 100%. So it's not like you go for a reading and they tell you exactly what that person looks like and they give you every detail about that person. That would be an amazing, amazing medium. So usually they give you some description, something to identify them and to let you know that that person is there. Now, a psychic is a bit different, or in my opinion it is. So if, say, somebody was to come and say they want advice on their romantic relationship or their career, this would be a psychic reading. This is where the reader would perhaps use tarot cards or um, use an object to look at, or a pendulum. In my experience, what the reader is doing, whether they know it or not, is they're connecting with 
their own spirit guides. So they're not connecting to somebody's loved ones. So usually it's not the mum on the other side that's telling them whether they should date this boyfriend or not or, or quit that job and take this other job. Usually it is the reader's spirit guides who are the people that have been in spirit but they are in this lifetime they're working as guides they're higher dimensional beings that are communicating through that psychic reader to bring you messages and often they'll use tarot cards and that's simply a visualization and aid for the reader to use to help them to to be able to interpret what messages they're getting so a psychic reader might get messages they might hear something they might see something but the tarot cards will help them give them a little bit more clear direction so to me a medium has to be at a higher energy a higher vibration i think it's more difficult to connect with loved ones in spirit than it is to connect with your guides and give a psychic reading or messages so you're going to the same kind of place you're getting in that same zone but to me it is more difficult to bring in a loved one because in my experience a loved one comes into your energy field and they only hold that energy they can only give you messages for a very brief moment maybe maybe 10 minutes five minutes and then their energy kind of dissipates. It's hard for them to hold that energy. And then another one might come in. In fact, I've had experiences where somebody's wanted to know about career and different things, but they want to know if loved ones are there first. And I always, when I did readings, was I would bring through loved ones first because they're sitting there going, hey, you know, get to me first because, you know, this is taking a lot of energy and effort to be able to do this. And so... You know, you do the mediumship first and then the career advice and they're slightly different. So from what my experience is, if a person is a medium and could connect to that level, then they're, can, they're definitely psychic and they definitely can do readings. But then there are other people that do readings, psychic readings, but may not necessarily be able to do mediumship or connect with um, loved ones on the other side. Uh, you know, and different people work in different ways. And, and um, I have, that brings me to another question that David wrote in and asked, do you think that you can develop these skills or are you born a psychic? Well, I think we all have psychic abilities. I think we're all born with these abilities I think some people are more tuned in and so I think some people it comes more naturally to them I think we can all develop mediumship I think we can all make these uh, powers that we have stronger Um, yeah definitely some people are born with more of a talent for it and I know one of my other listeners was joking that it seems like a lot of psychics and mediums come out of England Um, So it's funny today that I have the London psychic coming up or the London medium coming up because uh, it does seem that we tend to have a lot, you know, just like we have great musicians and, you know, 
bands like the Beatles coming out of uh, England. Um, it just seems to be in the genes or maybe it's all those um, cold rainy days uh, in the house where we play around with mediumship. I don't know, but it does seem to be that we do find a lot of great psychics. And I have a, a friends in England that are really amazing psychics that I often get readings from. So anyway, what was I saying? Um, so we were talking about, can you develop your psychic abilities? And I definitely think you can. But I have found that it is actually more about training yourself to kind of get out of the way. So we have these abilities and I think we get messages from spirit, but we block it. And I think the more that you are concentrating on it, you're actually making it worse. It's very difficult to go back and forth. It's very difficult to do a psychic reading and then, you know, be on the phone with friends and then pick up the kids from school and then, you know, figure out what you're going to do on your computer and then go back to doing a psychic reading. I think you've got to be in a completely different zone. And if you could, you know, hide yourself away for a week and, and meditate, you'd be a much stronger psychic and be able to give better readings. Because you can't practically do all that. But I do think you definitely have to have an on-off switch. And I know when I first started doing this, I was driven crazy because it was like an open door. For me, it was, it was kind of an instant. Like one day I couldn't do anything, didn't know I had any abilities. And the next day I went to this workshop and all of a sudden started getting messages from the other side. And it was you know clear as day, but I also couldn't sleep. I couldn't switch it off. And I had to learn how to switch it on and off. And actually, that was probably when it was most intense, when I couldn't switch it off. So I think you've got to kind of have a, a fine line between, you know, now I want to be connecting in the spirit world. I want to work on that. I want to be there. And now I'm switched off. Now I'm going to be, you know, going shopping or handling the kids or whatever I'm going to be doing. But I don't think you can switch back and forth I think you have to kind of slate your time because I think you just if you try to do it all at once you're just not strong enough because in order to be in that zone to receive psychic messages from my experience you have to raise a vibrational energy you have to raise your energy to a level where you almost feel a bit spacey you kind of get out of your head and put yourself in a zone and, and allow messages to come to you. And when you get there in that kind of energy, you can't do normal physical activities. You're a bit of a space cadet. And so I think, you know, we have a life to live and we need to be grounded and we need to be kind of present when we're dealing with business uh, when we're cooking dinner, when we're doing physical things, and we have a physical life to live. And so you you kind of have to decide your time and split it up and have a definite on-off switch. So I think that's like number one, is to learn how to switch it on and off. And when you are asking to be psychic and to be in that energy zone, it's more about allowing allowing messages to come to you and not really concentrating. So I, when I teach workshops, I do a lot of exercises on more kind of getting you out of your mind, out of your head, out of your thinking to be able to accept messages. Um, and then the other thing is, 
it is important to make sure when you're doing any kind of spiritual work, I do feel like, you know, do some kind of psychic protection. Some people more than others uh, pick up pick up everything around them. So if you're psychically sensitive, you pick up things off people. You just go to a family event and somebody's upset over something or somebody's sick and you you pick up on their emotions and you take on their issues. So if you're somebody like that, that's very empathic and very psychically sensitive, especially, but I think anybody, do a little bit of psychic protection before you want to get into any of this kind of work. I don't mean if you're going for reading. I mean, if you're actually going to try to do mediumship or develop your intuition. And that's simply just saying a prayer, putting white light around yourself, putting angels around yourself. Um, smudging is great. That's Native American. They believe that if you take sage and you, you burn the sage and you can, you can smudge a room so you can put the sage in the corners of the room to take away any negative energies or if you feel like you've picked something up but I do think it is important to do some psychic protection um, smudging crystals white light that kind of thing before you do it. if you're going for a reading with somebody you don't need to do that but they probably have done some kind of protection so why would we want to go for a reading what is this all about and how is that related to finding your sexiness well, I do think that readings can help you because, you know, we have this spirit world around us, loved ones that have passed over and guides that are helping us and interacting with us or trying to help us. And so we're not alone here. We do have this spiritual world help that we can tap into. And so being more intuitive and getting messages from spirit or going for a psychic reading can absolutely help you if you're not sure if you're not sure you're on the right path or you or you're not sure on your decisions we can definitely get help from the other side and it, this could be career love life anything like that so that definitely helps you on your path and your success in life and to you know, to help you if you've kind of wandered off and you're having issues. And connecting with loved ones on the other side is very, very healing. So if we've lost somebody, you know, of course we've got a lot of pain and hurt and grief that goes with that. And so just having that connection with somebody on this, the other side can be tremendously healing. And also sometimes... There are people on the other side that we still have a grudge against or still have an issue, even if it's somebody you love. It could be, you know, a parent who did something or said something when you were young and you still have a, you harbor an old feeling about that. And even though they're on the other side, um, you never really resolve that. So I definitely think that connecting with loved ones in spirit can be tremendously healing. And the more healing that we do, the more that we resolve any blocks or fears or issues that we have, these are the things that are holding us back. And it is in resolving these things and finding our passion, finding our purpose and getting on a life path that I think that that is what we're talking about when we say finding your sexiness, finding that, that part of you that is everything 
And so, without further ado, I'd like to introduce the London Medium. Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast. I'm here with Bernard Isley. Did I say that right? You did. did. (laughs) But he's also known as the London Psychic. The London Medium. Oh, the London Medium. That's great. Wow. And so we're here at the Conscious Life Expo, and I noticed you had a very big flashy booth um, showing you speaking on stage in London. That's right. Uh, And Santa Monica. Yeah, Santa Monica. About to go to on 9th of March. So um, you're a stage medium. Yes, yeah. It's not the only thing I do. I mean, I do also do the regular phone type of readings. You know, people phone me for consultations uh, to ask about love, money, health, the future, as well as the the spirit world. But I particularly like doing the stage performances. Yeah, um, I see like a lot of flash, a lot of sexiness. <laughs> now, finding your sexiness is not just about you know the way you look and the way you present yourself, but also about living a vibrant life. And what do you think about finding your sexiness? Absolutely, I think that uh, it's a way of life. You know, I mean, uh, finding your sexiness is kind of like um, a libido thing. It's like um, you tune into that energy, uh, like the Kundalini energy, when you meditate, and you channel that through the work that you do so it is part and part parcel of it i love that yeah. i love that yeah. so are you channeling are you uh, talking with spirits or channeling spirits uh, how do you work yeah it is, it is really channeling it's channeling through divine energy and love and connecting with the, the love of the people you know because um when you uh connect with with spirit it's based on the power of love really it has to be something that you sort of uh, I suppose uh, gaining a reciprocal format. You know, you give love out, and the person that wants to receive the connection gives love back again. So it's sort of like a cycle of love. So when you do a stage performance, are you kind of going around the room and picking people out? Yes. Yeah. How do you How do you know? Does the spirit tell you I want to go to that person? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I see a little light that will guide me to the person that I'm meant to be speaking to. Sometimes I'll connect with a specific situation that someone will kind of say, you know, that's me. But 90% of the time, uh, it's I follow the guiding light, if you like. My spirit guides guide me. And, and so if a person has somebody that's passed over that wants to come through, are you actually talking to that person? Are they coming through and giving you a message? Or are you talking to your guides? How does it work? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I get a direct connection with the person's loved one, and they will give me a message. And The guides are there as what we call doorkeepers. They just make sure that we're connecting with the right people and that there are good spirits coming through and not ones that are going to uh, cause problems. Do you feel like you have a closer relationship when you're talking one-on-one when you're doing a private session, or do you like the big groups? Um, it's, it's a very different dynamic. I love to do one-to-one readings, but um, when you have a group of people, uh, the energy that you get from a large group, is, it's very powerful. It's like uh, it can raise the vibration higher even than when you're working on a one-to-one level. It's like lots of little light bulbs and mm-hmm. you know, it's a brighter light really to work with. Yeah. And do you feel like, is it, is it just out of curiosity when people come through or does it actually help people? Um, it definitely helps in, in a number of different ways. Uh, sometimes it can just be to know 
that their loved one is okay, uh, that they are, you know, living somewhere. There's proof of life after death. Sometimes it can be about a future situation to do with, you know, money or love or health uh, that can be helpful, you know, in regard to guidance. So it's a big variation. So you're helping, also helping people become sexy too, because you're helping them um, increase the life energy and wherever they've got problems. Yeah releasing the negative two energies can't occupy the same space so the more negative you let go of the more positive can come in and that's vibrant um love energy Mm -hmm. so do you help people with things like career and success yes yeah yeah because sometimes we have little what i would call karmic lessons that we have to overcome recurrent issues and they can be like um when we have hypnosis and there's a there's some kind of uh phobia it can be like it can be like that so to overcome it to know to realize what it is to be able to to put the the finger on it and overcome it enables you to uh, go forward and and progress really so your guides might give you a specific thing that's going on, like, oh, this is not happening in the career because of this? Mm-hmm. That's correct, yeah. yeah. And often if it's recurring, is, those problems are recurrent often. And I would call those karmic lessons, the things you have to overcome. Once you've learned them, then usually they don't come back again. But if, if you don't learn them, they just keep coming back in different formats, different guises. So how does your message help? Is it just to kind of make them aware of what's going on or do you do some kind of healing work? Yeah, I mean, I'd make them aware of it and also then I would give them solutions. I'd say, well, you know, perhaps if you did this or if you did that, you could benefit from that. Yeah. yeah. So does, does anybody actually come to you and say, um, tell me how to win the lottery or how can I make more money? Or What do you tell uh, those people? They have done. They have done, but... Um, uh, winning the lottery, I suppose, is one, one of the areas that's kind of slightly taboo, really, is gambling. Uh, otherwise, I'd probably be in, the, in, in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, you know, we're made to work for our money. It's part of our destiny, karma, of free will. So, uh, and it's more fun when you get it then. And if you just learn the, 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 you know, the spiritual laws of life, if you like, and you overcome your karmic lessons, and everybody's, a di- everybody's different. Some of them, though, I believe, from my experience, occur in previous lives, you know. So sometimes there's situations that happen that have happened before you even get here and I found those by accident when I couldn't find a you know a solution to an issue that occurred in this life and automatically found I was going back into different kind of you know ancient times and seeing where it began oh I absolutely believe in that so do you see people's past lives as well then I do yes yeah yeah I can tune into the past lives every past life in fact every memory that we have is stored in the subconscious mind everything it's just a matter of going back through it and finding it. it's like the, the browser on the internet but it never gets deleted yeah we don't know it's there but it's there and now you if you if you tell somebody a message and you tell them okay this is why you have a problem and to do this and change this is it affecting their karma are you taking away their karma um no because uh what then happens it becomes down to their free will as to whether they do it 
so you can't do it for them they have to do it themselves so it hands the free will back to them and therefore they overcome the karma themselves they just have the tools or the knowledge to be able to do it so you're just making them aware so they can absolutely. actually do that and they can take that lesson but yes. you're not taking a, taking their karma away absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and do you think we're supposed to suffer or have financial loss or financial problems uh, <laughs> unfortunately to a certain degree for, for I think for short periods of time, oh. yes, but not or, or over long periods of time. You know, any lessons there to be overcome. So it doesn't have to be for a permanent time. So anybody can be successful? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody can have material success, you think, if they want yes. to? Yes, yeah. yeah. What about love life? Do people come and ask you about their love life? They do. Yeah, <laughs> love life's always complicated. Is that is that the biggest you think? Is uh, money or, money or love? Which is the biggest one? I think love. I think love. Yeah. Because um, money um, is not as emotional. <laughs> that, that, I think that's the answer to that. Yeah. So when somebody asks about their love life. I um, mean, do you get specific about what's going on, who they're going to meet, do you oh, give them yeah. advice? Yeah, yeah, I think that there is a need to be specific, as specific as I can be, if I can see literal situations, you know, happening, difficulties. I tend to try to look for the difficulties and say, well, look, you know, that's what you need to avoid, and the good points, and that's what you need to uh, exaggerate. Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, I try to to kind of do it in that way but um, obviously there's a lot of complexity to love particularly when it gets influenced by past lives soulmates, unfinished destiny, unfinished karma all of those factors get mixed into our lives and it makes life, love life a little bit complicated <laughs> So what do you think about uh, soulmates and twin souls are we supposed to be with one person are we supposed to have a bunch of lessons with different people um well, all of that, really. <laughs> all of that, because uh, I do believe absolutely in soulmates. Uh, it's a very powerful thing to experience. Uh, the other thing that, that, that happens, of course, is um, when we get into a situation where we have to overcome karmic lessons with someone, unfinished destiny, unfinished karma. So you could have been with someone, they could have passed into spirit 10 years in a previous life before they should. So then you have to meet them again in this life, complete that 10 years, and then, you know, move on again. So answering the question as to whether we, you know, it's the right thing to have one soulmate or, you know, be in different relationships, it totally depends on on that factor. So if your karma is completed with one person within 10 years, then the right thing then is that it has to be, a, you know, another person. And so um, uh, it varies in this day and age more than ever, I think. So do you tell somebody, oh, you've had your lesson with this person, they're done, move on? Or uh, uh, you have to put it a little bit more tactfully? Yeah, I always try to put it tactfully, but occasionally, absolutely, yes. Occasionally, there's times when you have to say, look, you know, uh, this is only going to get worse, or it's a recurrent problem. So, you know, the karmic lesson is perhaps to walk away from it. And do you believe if they've got a lesson and they walk away from it, but they've not really learned the lesson, they're going to draw in another one with the same problems? Absolutely, without any doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so do you kind of do a little bit of coaching on yes. how to yeah. fix themselves, really? Yeah, I try to find out where that issue, that specific issue is, that specific karmic lesson, and then I try to help them to overcome that so that they don't get into a recurrent cycle. So 
one part of you, you're talking to directly to relatives. So mum's passed over and mum's come through with a message. But when you're talking about somebody's love life, that's not their mum telling you, right? Who's, who's telling you that information? Uh, well, it can be. It can be. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, my mother's no best. Every <laughs> mother out there knows I'm telling the truth on that factor. Um, experience, I think, um, is a very valuable thing. Um, you know, my grandfather used to say to me, you can't put an old head on young shoulders, an old English saying. Um, so that's perfectly true. You know, the heart doesn't always give you the right answer sometimes you've got to combine the heart and the head and put it together and have the yin and yang the balance in life but do you, you have spirit guides that give you information and then you have uh, yes, relatives I, I do have spirit guides so come back to your question it isn't always mum that gives me the <sighs> you know the guidance in the love life it could simply be from me tuning into the vibration of the future and seeing certain circumstances that are either good or bad mm-hmm. and then I would relay that back I would take that uh, information from the future and bring it into the present day. Uh, All of these uh, abilities, these things to look at, like past lives, the past, the present, the future, and the spirit world, they're all basically different vibrations or different frequencies. And it's a matter of being able to tune into those different frequencies, like different channels on radio or TV, and then you um, can, you know, find the information out from those different areas. So it's, uh, it's that I would go forward sometimes into the future to find out, not necessarily from spirit. Is one harder than the other? Is it harder to tune into past over relatives and get messages than it is to tune into energy, or is it all kind uh, of about the same? Um, they're all in different frequencies. The lowest vibration is probably the past. The next, the, then the next one up is the present. Then the next one up is the future. Then the next one up is the spirit world and then the next one beyond that is you know kind of like um i suppose uh higher frequencies like angels and angels yeah archangels that kind of thing yes absolutely yeah but for you as a medium is one is it easier to do certain to read person's Um, energy is it easier to get loved ones or it's just kind of all comes totally depends it varies every time yeah yeah it varies and is this a gift that you were born with? It is, yeah. I mean, my grandmother did it, my mother did it, and then I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> is it an English thing? You think it's an English, well, it's in the genes? Absolutely. Uh, well, it's Celtic, because <laughs> I did my DNA not long ago, and it's quite a, quite a lot of Celtic DNA. And some from Yorkshire as well, by the way. Yeah. So I'm from Yorkshire. See that. <laughs> so, uh, Celtic, uh, I totally believe that the Celtic genes uh, do hold quite a a high level of psychic ability, yes. We were a bunch of witches back in the day, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So, you do stage stage performances, you do one-on-one readings, you're going to be in Santa Monica soon? That's right, Santa Monica 9th of March 2019, if you're out there, come and see me. Uh, It's going to be a small, intimate venue, only 88 seats. Uh, Then I'm doing the Ridgefield Playhouse over in um, Connecticut on the East Coast. That's on the 19th of uh, March. It's hard to remember all these dates, but 19th of March, and that's going to be fabulous too. So do you believe that everybody's psychic? Some people can tune into it more than others? 
I believe everybody is psychic. I think that some people indeed uh, are more psychic than others. Um, I think that it's about being able to tune out, to tune in. It's about uh, getting down to one thought. Uh, actually, the meditation and the ability teaching it and learning how to do it is also something that I've been involved in. I studied uh, Eastern mantras and philosophies um, and breathing techniques with, with regard to meditation. And there's no doubt about it, if you can uh, get down to one thought, which is usually done with a mantra, and then eventually no thoughts, uh, then you can start to hear the universe and the vibrations of spirit. And they say the answers to the universe, uh, you know, the answers to the universe lie within. And so that's really what, why meditation is so important. I think it's becoming more popular, even with people that are uh, business people. They're now, you know, thinking a lot more about meditation and mindfulness. Um, any tips on how they can become more, how they can bring more spirituality into their business, so they can make better, more intuitive decisions? Uh, I would say probably the simplest thing is simplicity. Uh, to you know, when you're thinking of power and increasing power, I think it's about, and power and positivity brings energy and money, uh, then it's about simplicity, it's about taking out the complexity, making things more efficient and more simple, so the time factor speeds up and the positive energy that comes in speeds up with that, so it's about bringing it down to simplicity, and meditation is a great thing for... Uh, enabling you to declutter the mind. Um, it's a bit like feng shui of the mind. You know, <laughs> declutter the mind through meditation, and then you can put that into practicality, and then eventually materiality, uh, if that's a word. I don't think it is, but it rhymes. And then, then you, you get into the situation where you can start to uh, become more successful. So if somebody's got a big business decision or they can't decide or they're wondering which way to go, probably the best thing to do is kind of stop, quieten the mind. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, quieten the mind. Try to look at how it could be simplified um, and made more efficient. And that's going to actually, once they focus on that? It's usually, yeah, I think it's over complexity. I think most people make the mistake of overcomplicating things, trying too hard and then it gets too complicated and therefore it, the solution gets away from them. Yeah. Okay, so last advice on how somebody can bring out their sexiness, their vitality, their energy, their um, life force. Well, their life force and all of that. Uh, best thing to do is to focus on meditation, but uh, discipline of the mind also then runs over into discipline of the physical body. So if you combine the two together then, you know, uh, things like yoga, meditation, and all of that, you will end up with the, the most perfect spiritual <laughs> being you can, you can become in this lifetime, which is a lifetime's journey. Oh, you can come and see Bernard, and he can tell you, pinpoint exactly where your issues are, your past life problems, and then get that fixed. Well, it helps. <laughs> well, that was wonderful. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. It was wonderful thank having you. you today. Thank you. I enjoyed that. <laughs> well. well, that was great. I'd love to get a reading with Bernard. He sounds amazing. So why would I go get a reading with people? Well, it's hard to read yourself. And... Even if you get messages for yourself, you don't really believe it. 
So it's really nice to go see somebody else and see what they say. Even if you are somewhat intuitive or psychic yourself, it's great to have a second opinion. And I love going to psychic. So if you're interested in getting a reading with the London medium, or I have some other psychics as well, drop me a line. I'll give you their information. And so as we go on with this uh, podcast, I'd love to get some more feedback from you. Send me some questions, love some input about who you'd like me to talk to coming up, what kind of subjects you'd like me to cover. And until next time, go out and find your sexiness. I'm sexy and I know it.